the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back, and we're back because it's hour two of the show. And yes, indeed, it's a live show. A lot of text messages coming in. Are you live? Yes, we're live, and it is a gorgeous weekend. It was beautiful today, high of 50 tomorrow, 55 on Monday, 52 may cool off by midweek. But uh, you know we're heading towards spring, and I, for one, am extremely happy. If you missed the last hour, please grab those podcasts. Luis Gonzalez, Behind the Glass, does such a great job. Thank you in advance, because I always forget at the end of the show, Lewis. And those podcasts are usually up within 20, 25 minutes at the end of the show, because we had the one and only uh, constitutional scholar, uh, patriot hero, former Donald Trump attorney, John Eastman, who, of course, has been under siege by, you know, reliable investigators like the J6 Committee and the Colorado or California Bar Association. And he's put his response out. It's available publicly. You can grab it at uh, johneastman.substack.com or his uh, legal fundraiser, givesendgo.com forward slash Eastman. And uh, I've read it. I, no, I shouldn't say I've read it word for word, but I have skimmed through it, read big chunks of it. It is a fascinating expose on the nonsense that so many of us are still going on. And I just had to, uh, are still dealing with really. And I just had to do that in the first hour because this morning, uh, my old friend Peter Boyles came on and claimed that when John Eastman hung up on him, and we played the clip from June of 2021, when John Eastman hung up on him, when Boyles smirkingly talked about, you know, I could sign an affidavit, a legal court affidavit saying I saw Bigfoot. Um, he got hung up on, and there was a whole bunch of stuff. It went on for weeks, and I offered John. John was willing to come back on. They never took us up on that. But apparently, I certainly heard it this today, and I heard this isn't the first time, Peter has been saying that it was a setup. I called Chuck Bonniewell today and said, Is there, can you have any idea where that's coming from? Because it was Chuck and me that arranged the interview for John. And so, you know, there's just no way that uh, anybody wanted what happened on that date, which was really no big deal. Uh, I've heard Peter brag about people hanging up on him all the time, a badge of honor. So I, I just couldn't let the, the phony, it's one thing to dismirch the man, besmirch the man and, and not understand half of what you're talking about with regard to the details, the facts, the evidence that's in place, the evidence that's coming. Um, the Fox News versus Dominion case, which Fox is doing very well in, and uh, hopefully maybe we'll have some time. We will dig into this more next week for sure. Uh, but right now, we had promised to spend the next hour or so talking to chair candidates for the Colorado State GOP. That election is coming up, man, real quick now, three weeks away. And we're going to start the interview process with, uh, I think, the youngest guy in the race and the newest guy to Re Colorado Republican politics, as far as I can tell. I've gotten to talk to him, I think, maybe one time before. Really good guy. His name is Aaron Wood, and he joins us now. Good evening, Aaron. 
Good evening, Randy. Hey, Randy, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a great pleasure. And um, I've just got to ask you, probably the most important question on my mind is, what is that beautiful little sports car on your Facebook page? <laughs> um, years ago, I, I worked for Mazda North America. It's a Riata, and, uh, isn't it? It's a Miata. So I knew. It was, a, uh, <laughs> I knew it was it. a 2017, I believe, uh, Miata Club. Beautiful. And uh, I tell you what, my, my kids were like babies at the time, but they had a blast <laughs> uh, riding around responsibly, of course, with the top down. You've got your kids sitting on a step in front of the Capitol, uh, beautiful children. Um, uh, your young dad, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're relatively new, getting into grassroots politics. Nothing I like better in Republican Party than fresh blood, fresh, you know, America first style, constitutional conservatives. Wh where do you fit in? How would you describe your reasons for getting involved and where you stand politically? Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with all of those fresh, new grassroots. Um, you, you mentioned it right there, my kids. I mean, that's a big proponent right there that got me involved. Uh, the picture on my personal Facebook page, uh, we're, we're part of Czech, Christian Home Educators of Colorado. We homeschool our two kids, and we did a homeschool day at the Capitol. It was about a year ago, um, but it was a year before that. You know, I'm watching a lot of women getting involved. I watched my own wife uh, get involved, speak at school board meetings, and then she grabbed the two kids, and they went and protested mask mandates at Jeffco schools. Our kids were going to Douglas County schools at the time, and really we saw it. You know, Douglas County just stopped enforcing a mask mandate on the children, but Jefferson uh County schools was considering still doing that. And so they got together because they figured, well, you know, our county lifted it. If another county decides to go forward with keeping kids in masks, our county might go back on that. So my wife and kids joined hundreds of other parents and protested the mask mandate. And here I am, a guy, you know, busy with a career and I'm I'm feeling convicted. Like I'm on the sidelines watching this, watching my own family get involved. I need to do something. You know, I need to be a leader here. And that's where I got involved um, in politics, doing caucus and assembly last year. And it was it was an eye opener. I uh, went through caucus, uh, Douglas County Assembly, uh, state assembly. I was a delegate to both of those and really just saw the system firsthand, kind of had a crash course through it. But it wasn't really surprised. I mean, you, you think things are a little messed up and, you know, you, you don't really have to be in this for a long time to, to have two ears to listen and two eyes to see that things aren't aren't what they should be. But we need people in the fight. We need new people to come on board and join those that have gone ahead of us and, and stand up and let our voices be heard and, and participate. Well, I, so much of that resonates with me because my kids were, looks like about the age, they're, they're a little different in ages um, than it looks like your kids are, but about that age range, when I got off of the couch and it was, you know, part of the Tea Party movement and uh, yep. the, the financial meltdown and George Bush saying things like, I'm going to violate free market principles in, to in order to save the free market. And uh, and I went through the same things you did, a precinct, um, a pre not a, involved in my precinct and then a delegate and in the state and then a national delegate. And all of a sudden, I'm a Republican National Committee man. So, um, and, and, you know, of all the things you never grow up thinking you want to do, it's get involved into Republican politics, right? I mean, gee, many Christmas. <laughs> no. But if no, not... I grew up in uh, South Bend, Indiana, and I mean, my, my family was Polish Catholic, and they were all Democrats. <laughs> and basically, that was life. It's like a bunch of immigrants, and they're Democrats, and you think, well, this is, this is what we are. <laughs> but then you grow up, and, and things change, right? Absolutely. So what do you bring to the table? You've got some, uh, you know, some familiar names that are, and boy, it, it, initially it was just you and Casper Stockham, and now all of a sudden Tina Peters, 
uh, Kevin Lundberg, uh, it's former state representative Dave Williams, and uh, one other guy down in Pueblo, Steve something or other, uh, who I've met one time. I was very impressed with him. You know, he's a good good talker. Just don't know enough about him. But um, but why you? Yeah, and I, I'll tell you this. I mean, this is a great slate of people. I mean, I, I for one love to see people getting excited, and hopefully, it's excitement that's drawn them into this. Um, here, here's the thing: I'm I'm from the outside. I'm an outside perspective looking in. I'm not a politician. You know, like we just mentioned, I, I just got started in all this stuff. But this doesn't mean that I'm new to ideas and fixing things. I've got a career in marketing. Uh, actually, I started my career in television news, uh, was a newscast director, and then turned my career into a marketing, advertising, working with businesses to help them with branding. But not just that branding where it's like, hey, let's put out a slick ad and call it a day. There was a business operational side of it as well, too, to where if I'm putting the messaging out there, you got to deliver on that messaging when your customers are calling you and when your customers are working with you. And for several years, I worked with small businesses, larger businesses, um, some hospitals, some universities, banks. And then I got kind of into the automotive industry. And this is what led me to working with the National Automotive Ad Agency and eventually Mazda North America. And here I am now. I still work in automotive with an independent dealership uh, just south of Denver here in, in Douglas County. And what it was, it, it's always branding. It's, it's creating a brand that people care about, that people want to connect with, a brand that's premium but approachable, but then at the same time, having the structure and the operation to deliver on those brand promises. So I look at the GOP like I would look at a business that's failing. If your business is struggling, but you approach me to help you with marketing to make it better, I'm going to have some serious conversations with you to go through a sort of SWOT analysis to Let's understand what's actually working with your business, but what are the real weaknesses that you're facing as well, too, because we have to have honest, transparent conversations about this and not just put a new banner up on the website and change the logo. You, you've got to change things operationally. And then at the same time, too, you've got to work to bring together a leadership growth engine that is a, a means to raise up people in leadership throughout the entire organization, which in this case would be the, the state GOP because it's structured like a business. You have top level board of directors, if you will, and top level C-level leadership. And then you have small franchises throughout the state through all 64 counties that are operating independently, but still under the same, same banner and principles of the top level leadership. So what I'm bringing to the table is a fresh perspective, but a perspective that resonates with a lot of new people that, you know what, I'm frustrated. I wanna be a part of something. I'm gonna take time out of my Saturday or my evenings, or my mornings, and I want to be a participant in this because I see that we still have an opportunity. We have an apparatus here with the Republican Party. I want to be a part of it. To me, I say, well, let's make that apparatus something effective that actually wins. Do you have a website or a place you, you're sending people to see more about you personally and, and more about your intentions if you become chair of the Colorado State GOP? Yeah, absolutely. I, I put up a website. It's AaronWoodColorado.com. AaronWoodColorado.com. And what I have on here, I've got, I've got more of a mission statement and a vision and a, a little bit of a structure of what I want to see come about from the party. I've also linked my Facebook page where I post a lot of videos on there, uh, my Twitter feed, but I also have my LinkedIn profile too. Um, because to me, I'm, I'm a business guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a brand marketer. I'm a brand strategist. I also engage in data analysis um, because I make decisions based off data instead of hunches. So I've got all these things linked, linked together on my website and then also a place where people can fill out the connection card and get connected with me. 
I, uh, I've been sort of having a battle with uh, Saturday morning host Peter Boyles on another issue. But when I listened to the hour of his show, he he was sort of mocking the fact that uh, that you guys, we guys, whoever are getting together for a candidate forum in what he called a pizza place. And I didn't know what he was talking about. I just scrolled. <laughs> I just scroll it like it's a bad thing. Number one, to get together at a small business with the uh, you know grassroots yeah, I people. Nothing wrong with pizza either. No, but <laughs> I but I just saw. I, I'm on your Facebook page. This candidate forum is at Deep Space Parker. And interestingly enough, yeah, uh, Peter was supposed to have a debate with uh, Katie Hopkins at Deep Space Parker, and he backed out of that. Um, that's a wonderful place, a wonderful venue for political action, and uh, you can get some food and have a drink as well. I also noticed, and I forgot to mention, Eric Odlund, the CD7 congressional candidate, is running, and I found the the full name, Stephen Varela. Didn't mean to short give him short shrift. So that's Wednesday, February 22nd. People can uh, can get tickets, I guess, being put on by Carter Hispanic Republicans and the Parker Conservatives Candidate Forum. Really uh, uh, great opportunity to come down and see the people who are running. And uh, in the last couple minutes that we have, Aaron, what would you like to leave people with? Oh, you know what? Before you do that, I, let, me, like let, me, let me ask yeah. you one just yeah. quick question. You have gotten yeah. flack for that, um, that sort of parking lot rally across from the Colorado yeah. State GOP. And my dear friend, Anil Mathai, was very passionate that day. Rich Wyatt, there was some nasty language given. And people are trying, I think, have been trying to attribute that to you. And as far, I wasn't there, but as far as I can tell, that's inaccurate. Could you give me 30 seconds on what your role was in that gathering? Yeah, 30 seconds. I, I was an MC of the event. You know, I helped keep things flowing and, and work to keep things as organized as they could. And I, I tell you what, I think Save Colorado Project, the, the people in attendance, everyone's got a, the same heart posture. Like they want to see things better, but they're also frustrated. Um, you know, I, I can't speak for Neil. I can't speak for Rich. Uh, they're frustrated. They just use different words than I would have at the time. But, you know, my role in that was was MC. Okay, very, very good. So uh, go ahead and give me your closing argument. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Colorado GOP is broken. It, it's basically a business that's failing, and it needs attention. It needs an outside perspective. It needs a brand marketer. It needs a business strategist and a data analyst to address it. It also needs somebody who's, who's frustrated getting involved and can rally that voice around as well, too. Um, I don't want to just bring new people to the, to the party and burn the whole thing down. I want to connect with those that still believe in our core values and our platform but actually want to draw a line and say, this is what we stand for. End of story. We're going to build on this, but we're going to create a party of strength and fun that's premium but approachable and something that people want to be a part of and want to believe in. And honestly, we're going to rally the troops, get people excited to where the Colorado GOP is a voice to be reckoned with that you can't ignore. And we're going to, we're going to start winning. AaronWoodColorado.com, AaronWoodColorado.com. Really appreciate you spending some time tonight. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for fresh and intelligent energy um, who's willing to, you know, throw it all on the line. I mean, it is virtually a full-time job to be chair of the Colorado State GOP. Uh, you've got a family, and that's quite a commitment. So thank you, and uh, and good luck to you, my friend. All right. Thank you, Randy. Thanks for having me on. Better believe it. All right. Uh, Kevin Lundberg will be our next victim. He'll be in here around, well, on the phone in in about five minutes or so. Before we go to break, though, always have to remind you about Cenogenics, Cenogenics Denver, because when it comes to creating and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, there's no magic pill or product that will do the work for you. And I know from personal experience what it's like to have a doctor who will respond to you 
um, almost immediately to get your test results right away, to get your questions answered right away, and to have someone working with you one-on-one individually to create a sustainable and personalized healthy management plan that works for you. Makes all the difference in the world. You know, with if you were here in the first hour, you heard some of the stuff my family's going through and my wife, and, and we're just so sick of the old guard uh, medicine and the way things work and the weights and the lack of of uh, personal attention. But uh, with Cenogenics, you get not only healthy, but optimally healthy. That world exists at Cenogenics Denver. Life's too short. Your health is too precious to trust in anyone you're just assigned to. Don't settle for mediocre, long waits for test results, calls that don't get returned. Expect the best with Cenogenics at 720-302-2992 or visit them at denver.cenogenics.com. That's denver.cenogenics.com. Kevin Lundberg, running for chair of the Colorado State GOP. That's next on 710-KNUS. We're back at 627, and uh, no time to waste. If you missed the first hour of the show, make sure you grab that podcast at around 820 or 830 tonight because just had to spend some time setting the record straight. Been accusations that me or Chuck Bonniewell or, or Professor Attorney Trump Lawyer John Eastman set up an interview uh, to make it go bad, I guess, or something that happened with Peter Boyles a year and a half ago. And uh, and it's just not true. So we had to clean up that record. I just can't have people I care about besmirched like that. It's it's nonsense, and it's not necessary. So this hour we've been doing uh, Colorado GOP candidates, and we'll have Casper Stockham, Dave Williams rounding out the foursome, and um, and then in the seven uh, late in the seven o'clock we'll check in with Malachi O'Brien, who is running a 26.2-mile marathon every single day. I think he's on 116, and also very heavily um, involved in what's going on at the Asbury Revival. And then Jeff Hunt will check in right before we wrap up the show to let us know what's in store for Backbone Radio when he hosts that tomorrow night. I will be back live next week, and we'll do Backbone Radio next week as well. So right now, let's get to our next guest, our next victim, uh, my good friend, former Colorado State Senator, uh, rock-solid conservative, um, someone that I have worked side-by-side on many issues, including recently on closing the Colorado primary. Senator, welcome back to the show. Well, Randy, it's great being with you. Better believe it. And uh, I called you today when I wasn't getting a text back to make sure we had the time right, and you were on your way back from leadership program of the Rockies. I could not make the retreat this week with uh, some personal stuff that's been going on, yep. but I love LPR. Oh, yeah. They had a great crowd there. It was, uh, as per usual, a lot of good information and great people and just, you know, good to connect with them. I hadn't been there in a few years. I, I actually went through the program back in 2000 and then it got in my way 16 years in the legislature. I just didn't have time to fit everything in during the session. But uh, I've remained, uh, you know, very uh, uh, strong fan of what they're doing. As a matter of fact, every year they would have a day at the Capitol, and I'd make sure that I'd be one of those legislators that could host a member or two and, you know, have lunch with them and sort of, sort of keep up that way. So uh, good group and just like always uh, really encouraging to see conservative Colorado citizens and folks from other parts of the country as well gather together to just zero in on the timeless principles 
and that's a that's a theme they have the timeless principles and the freedoms that we enjoy and need to defend. I loved my year doing the leadership program of the Rockies back in uh, tw- class of 2012. It's it's phenomenal, and I'm I'm really glad that you were a part of it. I um I, I mentioned to Aaron Woods, who was our first interview this hour, that uh, just a few days ago when I left town, um, it was Aaron Woods and Casper Stockham running for Colorado <laughs> State Chair. And then I come back, and all of a sudden, man, it is a full house. So uh, <laughs> yeah, what drove your decision to jump in? Well, I've been looking at it for some time uh, because I want to make sure that we have the very best team in place to do what needs to be done. And there's a lot that should happen because I'm, I'm not satisfied with just status quo. I'll tell you what, if you look at the status quo over the last several election cycles, we've been losing badly. And... Uh, uh, and and that's not unique to, uh, you know, there's some other areas and, you know, uh, issues that we've dealt with uh, that that uh, we, we need to, um, we need to rethink it. And so, yeah, been looking at it for a long time, decided it's now or never. I better pitch in and say, hey, uh, I'll go for this too. But there are two things. I mean, I, I've, I've run uh, nine um campaigns for public office and this is technically not that this is uh, the chairman of a private organization called the republican party of colorado uh, but there are a lot of similarities and i know that uh, you've got to uh, make your case and in this case because we have so many really what i would say good people running i think it's a great opportunity to really explore what ought to happen and as iron sharpens iron so i trust that we will in the coming uh, days and now less than three weeks um, figure out what needs to happen and and who would be the best one to step up and do that and i put myself forward as uh, one of those possibilities and let's just see how how it shakes out oh i gotta add one more thing it's like aaron listening to him he's a real encouragement it's it's incredible to to see such talented um well uh, prepared, principled people step up. I I welcome him to the party, and I I tell you, the, if I'm elected as chairman, the first thing I'm going to do is to go back to those folks who are also looking for that and saying, okay, where's the best spot that you can really flourish in building a bigger, better team for the Republican Party here in Colorado? To me, it's so incredibly exciting, all the f- fresh blood, and this is happening all over the country. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and and a- actually here in Colorado, with the county central committee meetings, uh, they've been uh, just incredibly uh, uh, bigger than we've seen in previous years. So I agree. I'm I'm seeing a resurgence of focus and energy and interest, and we need need to put it to work now. Love that we're finding great venues like Deep Space Parker um, for the for the uh, chairman candidate forum. You know, nobody can afford uh, to spend the money to go to a big hotel or a big venue or whatever. And Deep Space is an excellent venue. I've had many, many um, political events there. Katie Hopkins, Rappo Tea Party, Christmas Party was there in conjunction with the Parker Conservatives. And and it's just a, a great space. That's Wednesday, February 22nd. 
and I don't see a website for people to get tickets. So I'm going to try and look into that so I can help people if they want to get connected to that. We'll put message out on our Rappo Tea Party mail list as well. Man, you've been in the State House, you've been in the U.S. Senate, so obviously you're well connected to uh, elected and former elected Republican officials. Does that give you an advantage over some of the other candidates, or is it is it a hindrance because you've got all those relationships? Well, this is the team. These are the people that we're going to have to work with. I believe it gives me uh, one of the, um, you know, I don't know if I'm going to call it advantage as much as, as just one of the opportunities I have to hit the ground running. Um, we need to understand the territory. I mean, you know, and I put myself forward and say, look, I've been actively engaged with the party here in Colorado. As soon as I could vote, I went to my caucus. Uh, back when I was a kid, uh, really uh, just barely in college. And then uh, when, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was 1984 when I actually took my first assignment as a PCP uh, then in Denver and, uh, you know, attended the state of conventions and saw what was happening there and then uh, uh, fast forward to you know, around the 2000 area and that that's when I put my hat in the ring for the legislature and, and actually 2000 is when I attended the uh, LP or RLP program it was called the Re- Republican st- uh, um, program uh, at that time uh, but then in the legislature first in the house then in the senate um, yeah I, I know who's doing what and have a pretty thorough knowledge of how it works. And I'll tell you something else I've seen through the years, and that sometimes doesn't work too well. And you need to have that knowledge as well to understand some of the dynamics and try to steer around, you know, some of the issues that can pop up with a big volunteer organization like the Republican Party. Is there or are there one or two top issues for you if you become <laughs> chair? Well, I'll tell you what, I've identified six priorities so far, um, and let me just run through them really quickly because I haven't really prioritized them beyond their big things we need to do. The first one I just call Fix the Brand, and actually Aaron spoke on that as well, and and I'm glad that he understands some of those issues. Maybe he can help to flesh this out and make it work well, but, but, you know, we in the Republican Party have been painted in a very uh, negative light by our opponents, but when you look at the real detail, I love what uh, Arkansas Governor Sanders uh, said uh, in response to Biden's uh, State of the Union uh, um, address. Uh, she said the dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. It's the choice is between normal or crazy. And far too often that seems to be the case. And we're, we want to go back to normal. Well, that's one. Challenge the unconstitutional We've already discussed that a bit on the program here. I'll leave it at that because, yeah, I was at the ground, you know, at the, at the base, as you mentioned, we really worked as hard as we could just as Republicans. Well, now let's do it as a party. Uh, support the grassroots. This is something I believe we really need to look at is, is it, it, there's such a tendency to uh, manage something like this from the top down. And I believe it needs to be the bottom up. In other words, who really counts? Well, it's it's those folks, those Colorado citizens who are locally engaged with their vital issues in their communities. And, you know, all politics are local to some degree. Well, if we really focus on those and encourage them rather than say this is how it's going to be, 
rather than how can we help make it better in your particular area. Another is fix Colorado's broken election system. Uh, John Eastman made the case just a little bit earlier on your show. I'll, I'll not go further than that except to say we need transparent, secure, and accurate elections so that all Colorado citizens have justifiable confidence in our elections. And, uh, and, and this is, yeah. Go ahead, Senator. Go ahead and finish that thought, and then we're, we're going to run out of time with you, so we're not going to get to all six. Okay, well, uh, I'll, uh, let's just leave it at that, and we'll uh, jump jump to the end here. Well, you, you talked about changing the brand, and, you know, I don't care what the radical left says. I don't care how the mainstream media portrays us. Uh, that's, that's a given, never going to change. I like people who stand up, punch back, and mock and have fun with the hypocrisy that comes from folks on that side. seems to me the biggest problem that we have are the folks within our own party who don't like all this new blood, who don't want to adhere to the Republican platform or believe in constant constitutional conservative you know god-fearing country loving principles and so what do you do with those the folks who have the big money the consultant class all of those folks that to me seems like the biggest uh, challenge that we have moving forward with this republican Party. i agree i agree that we've got a lot of concerns there and and i see two possible uh things that really need to be put in place the first is part of the fixing of the brand is identifying what we stand for in a more clear and concise way so that we can, uh, um, you know, figure out, are, are you on the page with us or not? And I believe that we need to develop more of a, you might say, a state party platform that clearly spells it out. Okay, here are the negotiables, here are the non-negotiables. And I don't believe this is something that a chairman would just dictate. No, that's, a, that's where I want to bring together the folks who, you know, really understand the, uh, the, the, the priorities and the and the philosophy really behind our our party's uh, system of liberty and life and uh, you know less government and and uh, more individual citizens family friendly etc but the other is just that intrinsic value of leadership if we're heading the right direction with energy and and with uh, uh, resolve and we see some success in that people will get on board follow when you don't have that that's where you start splitting up and balkanizing the whole process and unfortunately i i see far too much of that kevin uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna have to step in here in the interest of yep. saving time for casper who's up next uh, do you have a website or a place people can go to uh, connect with you and learn more well kevinlundberg.com is the website that i've had for some time we're just getting it ramped up for this effort but uh, kevinlundberg.com and that's where my weekly newsletter is too so and you can see what i've been doing for the last 20 years on there too so if you want to dig deep enough all right brother good good luck and uh, if i can make it work i will see you along with everybody else on wednesday at uh, deep space parker lounge take good care thanks Great. thank you i'll be there casper stockham is next day with a 710k in u.s Almost jumped right in, but I just love those little riffs. Anyway, we are back quarter till 7 now in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll kick it off with uh, the fourth of our Colorado State GOP interviewees, former state representative Dave Williams. 
We'll also talk to Pastor Malachi O'Brien running his 116th 26-mile marathon in a row today. But he's got some real insights for us on this amazing revival going on at the small Christian college in Wilmore, Kentucky, now entering its 10th day. But let's get back to it with uh, with one of my dear friends, Casper Stockham, uh, just somebody who's been involved in Colorado politics for uh, for such a long time. He has also thrown his hat into the ring to become the next chairman of the Colorado State GOP, and he joins us now. Casper, good evening. Hey, I'm here, yes, sir. Man, <laughs> man, when I left town, I there were two, you and Aaron Woods. Yeah. And when yeah. I came back, it's like the, all the Republican Party is in the race. What what happened? <laughs> it sure seems like it. I think I'm um, I'm showing them that um, the grassroots has a real opportunity here to to take this party back. So I think maybe they're excited about that or something. Well, that's that's very interesting. Um, you've been in this race the longest. You have been doing the work. You put together a written plan. You've been traveling around and talking to, I assume, uh, central committees and counties around the state. Uh, you've been at meetings, uh, Tea Party meetings, etc. So um, what is your perspective on what this race looks like as we head into the final three weeks? Yeah, my perspective is um, we have a real opportunity here to take our party back, but in a way that's been totally different than in the past. What I mean by that is uh, there are a lot of good people running before and, and even after today. All those folks could actually run the party because it's not that difficult. Some of them are trying to say you need command level experience and all that stuff, and you and I know that's not true. However, really we need a game changer in the race because what we're doing right now is not going to move the needle enough for us to start winning again. We have to do outreach as a major part of this moving forward. And I've been doing outreach, as you know, for many, many years. Um, I'm actually doing it right now, even even though I'm running for chair. I'm doing all the things right now to make sure we hit the ground running in less than a month. Uh, I'm already reaching out to the Ethiopian community. We got them on board. Um, they're going to be the tip of the spear going into the African immigrant community. And then that's going to be the tip of the spear going into the black community. But I've been doing this for years. I, I actually know how to do it. As you said, I had a have a written plan, have this all laid out. So um, I'm really still in the best position out of all the folks running to actually make sure that this happens. I probably should write down questions for stuff like this because <laughs> I asked Kevin Lundberg a question that I hadn't thought of when I had Aaron Woods on, so he didn't get a chance to answer it. But mm -hmm. Ke Kevin made a comment about uh, you know messaging. Aaron Woods talked about you know changing the the view of the Republican Party with our messaging. Yeah. And yeah. my response to, to Kevin, maybe you heard it, was that, you know, we all know how the left is going to characterize us. If you're, right. you know, John McCain, you're a hero until you become the nominee. You're a Democrat hero until you, you know, the moderate one until you become the nominee. And then you're devil incarnate. If you're Mitt Romney, you'd be the best choice until you become the nominee. And then you drive around with dogs on the roof of your station wagon. I mean, this exactly. is the way the left rolls. It seems to me that the biggest challenge we have is from the old guard, the establishment, the moneyed Republicans who still want to control everything and want to label all of this fresh young blood coming into the party as, um, you know, too radical, too crazy. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're definitely going to do that, but that's not our biggest challenge. 
the biggest challenge is we need somebody that can push back against the Kyle Clarks of the world who have tried to label all of us, including me, as racist. Well, you know, I'm really the only one that has gone up against the media and come out unscathed. A lot of the other candidates, you know, they eat them for lunch because they just put them in a box and they stay there. We have to have somebody leading the party that is not afraid to deal with the Kyle Clarks of the world and the media outlets and say, no, no, we are the party that freed the slaves. We are, well, fought for slavery, excuse me. Um, We are the party that fought against or fought for the civil rights movement in the 60s. We are those people. We have to take that back. You know, um, when they talk about the black national anthem, obviously it's not the national anthem, but um, lift every voice and sing. That was pinned by Republicans, but we have given that to the Democrats. We keep giving them all these things instead of fighting back and saying, no, no, that's ours. Give that back. I, I didn't know it was penned by Republicans. That's just, yes, sir. It was. It's just it, it's so you know I was actually flying during the Super Bowl and really couldn't have mm-hmm. cared less about it. Um, I was in right. Kansas City. Uh, that's where I flew out of. So the excitement was. It's fun to see people happy and excited, but uh, it's, it's just so bothersome that uh, that they've taken on this political correctness. And uh, is that something that you, as chair, would speak out against? hundred percent. Matter of fact. We're going to go on the offense on a lot of issues and, and, and just um, situations, and we're going to put them on their heels because they've been having they put us on our heels for forever in the day. Let me give you one quick example: um, legal ballot harvesting. We've been fighting against that. Well, we've been fighting against ballot harvesting because we consider it to be illegal. However, in Colorado, it's legal. So we're going to we're going to beat them at their own game. I've already reached out to Scott Pressler. Some of your audience know uh, know of him. He has a uh, training booklet already put in place for each state going on um, around our nation. So I've already reached out to him to come into town to teach us how to do legal ballot harvesting. We're going to do it so well that the Democrats are going to make it illegal. (laughs) They're going to pass a law to make it illegal. Well, it's interesting, and I didn't ask Aaron Woods this question either. I imagine that he is uh, very supportive in closing the primary as well. And and all that means is that you have to be a registered Republican, something you can do right up till 659.59 on Election Day, register as a Republican. You can do it at the voting booth. And then to vote in our primary, you just simply have to be a Republican. That's all it means. Um, right. Kevin Lundberg was involved in, you know, helping us raise money and all that. You were an actual uh, party to the lawsuit that tried to do it last year. We failed because we did not have the Colorado GOP in as a party because the current chair wouldn't do that. I imagine, uh, or I guess I'm assuming, is that a priority for you? So it's a priority, but it's almost like a automatic process because, as you mentioned, the lawsuit is going to start up again. As chair, I would definitely join it, but I won't have to do a lot other than help raise money to you know to keep it going. Um, so it is definitely a priority. It's definitely going to happen, but it's going to be an automatic pilot. We're definitely going to um, um, support that effort going forward to make sure that we close our primary. And people don't understand, when we close our primary, guess what? The Democrat primary is closed as well. So sure. it's not just our primary. Yeah. You know, all primaries in the state are closed. So now if you're an affiliated voter, you have to you have to tell the secretary of state or whoever that I want to register as a Republican or as a Democrat if you want to participate in the primary. Doesn't seem like too much to ask. And very, very interesting nope. that, for instance, Barb Kirkmeyer, 
who lost her race um, in the brand new CD8, is one of the supporters of an effort in the Colorado State Legislature to do away with the caucus program. But yes. inter- interestingly enough, my spies, my little birdies tell me that the Democrats don't want that either. They've sent that legislation to the kill committee. But why, yeah, why do establishment or old guard Republicans want to ki- crush the caucus? And what do you th- think about that? Well, they want to do it because they want to turn Colorado into a pay-to-play state. And we have to push back as grassroots. We have to push back against that. Um, I got into a little bit of a debate, not directly with Barb, but on Georgia's show, because she thinks that that's more grassroots to do the uh, petition process, because anybody can do it. Well, yeah, anybody can do it. But in order to do it well and make sure that you have enough signatures, you really should pay a company to do it. And that costs potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that takes a lot of people out of the ability to run for office across our state. And I'm totally against shutting down the caucus. But I'm not for getting rid of petitions. I want I want to have choices. Sure. I'm okay with petition choice and the caucus choice uh, um, assembly, both um, all those on the table. Time with Casper Stockham running for Colorado State GOP. Former state representative Dave Williams will be our final interviewee, kicking off the 7 o'clock hour. Casper, what's your website? So my website is casper4colorado.com. That's F-O-R, Colorado.com. Randy, I have access to my business plan on the website. I've been working at this, as you know, for 10 years for as far as outreach and getting this all together. I've been in training for this for like 10 years, I feel like. So now is the time for us to come together as grassroots, make sure that the establishment is not controlling us going forward. I want to make sure that every Republican has some skin in the game. That way we don't have to worry about trying to raise big money. We are the big money. So $15 a month, $10 to the county parties. And five dollars to the state GOP, we will have more money than we've ever had before to do all the things we need to do when it comes to outreach, training, support, you name it. Yeah, given the almost one million Republicans still left in Colorado, that would be an extraordinary amount of money for very little Correct. pain from each and every one of those donors. Correct. We've got a couple minutes left. I, I think the people who are behind trying to get rid of caucus and are afraid of closing the primary to Republicans only are simply afraid of the voice of the people. They don't like all of this new energy, this new blood that's coming in. They're afraid to talk about things like election fraud or, uh, you know, the dangers of the mRNA genetic modification treatments that some people like to call vaccines. And and I like to be somebody who's not afraid to, I don't mind your opinion, but I'd love to have the opportunity to have my opinion shared. And and I am just, there's no way that I'm going to, with whatever little bit of influence I may have, that I'm going to sit around and let people who want to shut up and shut down other people decide how we, you know, nominate our people and, and organize our party. Caucus is great. That is the most grassroots level. And the people that show up have the most impact they'll ever have in their lives as a voting person starting at that level. Yeah, yeah. And the challenge with with caucus, um, it's not that it's a challenge, but but the reason why people want to get rid of it is because they say that it's not effective anymore. People aren't showing up. Well, they're not showing up because there's nothing exciting about the Republican Party. We have to change. We have to bring excitement back to where people are are standing in standing in line trying to get into caucus. That's the energy that we need to bring back. So I I reached out to the youth. I reached out to um, people like Scott Presser. 
I reached out to the um, church community, and I reached out, obviously, to the black and Hispanic communities. We will have so much excitement happening. People will be standing in line trying to get into caucus. Well, just remember what it was like in 2016 when Donald Trump was running. Imagine right. what it's going to be like in 2024 with Trump yeah. and, and likely DeSantis and others in the race. Of course, people are going to be excited about it and show up. Casper, we're at the end of it. You've probably got 15, 20 seconds if you want to give your website and wrap it up. Yes, Casper4Colorado.com. We are having live town hall calls starting um, tomorrow, every Sunday from now until the election. Please, if you're a voting member, go and sign up to join us on our live town hall calls every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Awesome. And I assume you'll be at Deep Space uh, um, oh in Parker. With for bells the... on. Yeah, I am going to really try and work out my schedule to be there. That should be very, very exciting. Our dear friend Kim Monson is hosting. She's one of my leadership program of the Rockies classmates from the class of 2012. She's phenomenal. And Deep Space is such a wonderful environment for grassroots politics. What is better than uh, being there to, to hear from all of the candidates for chair? So hope to see you on Wednesday, Casper. Always appreciate your time and always appreciate the things you're trying to do for our party. Good luck to you, sir. Amen. Take care. All right. Casper4Colorado.com. We got one more of these. It's former state representative Dave Williams, another one of the new entries into the Colorado State GOP race. He will join us on the other side of this break. And once again, if you missed the first hour of the show, very important. I had to take out some trash, clean up some mess, uh, push back on just simply a flat-out lie about me and Chuck Bonniewell and John Eastman, or one of us, or all of us, heck, I don't even know, but it's it's worth a listen. We'll be right back, final hour of the show. We'll talk about the Asbury Revival as well. So much to look forward to. Stay with us here on 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.